Hello listeners, you have tuned into Soulful Healing with Tamika. I am your healing life coach, sexual assault advocate, and founder of She Rolls Western New York. Today, I'm going to be talking about my spiritual awakening. I want to first start out by saying that I believe in God. I go to church, and I love God. I've loved God since I was a child. I'm also going to say this. I do not judge anyone who may not believe in God. I know that majority of everyone has a higher power. They believe in some type of higher power. And I just believe that good is good and bad is bad. So... If you are a good person, you're good with me. And that's just that. So I am going to share my story about my spiritual awakening. January 2019, our pastor led a fast for the church. He told us during this fast that we can, we had to eat fruits and vegetables and we can eat some meat. So we could eat chicken and we could eat fish, but it couldn't be fried. Um, We can eat any red meat, any pork, or anything like that. For me, I was excited about the fast because I've always desired to be a vegetarian. I just didn't have the self-control or the self-discipline to be the vegetarian that I wanted to be. So since the whole church was doing it, you know, I figured I would have somebody to keep me accountable while doing this fast. So me and my cousin, my cousin had joined the church with me. And we were keeping each other accountable during this fast. It was like we were experiencing some of the same things going through this fast. But we can speak with, we can speak to one another about what we were experiencing and how we were going to push on and things like that. So the night I had my spiritual awakening, I remember being in my room. I laid my baby down and her name is Angel. I laid her down and I was getting ready to go to sleep. Um... And I was laying in my bed, and I was just thinking, I was scrolling through my phone after studying, and I was just thinking, I haven't seen my daughter in a while. Now, I'm speaking of my daughter, who was 13 years old when she was murdered, if you haven't heard my story. And she would come to me in my dreams sometimes. And I was curious that night, and I was just like, hmm, I wonder how I can get her to come to me in my dreams. So it was it was really weird how things began to happen. I Google, you know, about seeing your lost loved ones and dreams and things like that. And I began to research and do do things and I was just reading. I don't even remember what I was reading at this time, but I was reading, 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 reading. Um the room I had just cleaned my room, the door was shut, and I was laying in the bed and my daughter's crib was in the, is in our room. And I happened to look down and it was a flashing light going flickering on and off underneath the crib. Now, for Christmas, Angel had got a um a lamp. She had got a lamp. And this lamp was under the bed, just going on and off, on and off. 
Now it's like, that's odd because this wasn't flickering before. It wasn't going on and off before. I wonder what's going on. So, um, I said, let me get up before the battery runs out or whatever. Let me just get up and turn it off. So I got up. I picked the lamp up and the light was still flickering. It threw me for a loop. When I went to turn the lamp off, and the lamp was still flickering. I was so shocked. I remember calling my son out of his room. I said, come, Nathan, come here. Come here and look at this. This light is still flickering. Do you see this? Do you see this? And he looked at me. He looked at me like he was a little crazy. I was like, I'm not crazy, dude. You know, because a lot of times we feel like, hey, I'm not crazy. I know you see what I'm seeing, too. So, you know, he's like, yeah, ma, I see it. I see it. You know. But he was still looking at me like I was a little crazy. So I went back in the room and I was like, hmm, that's odd. And you hear certain things and be, um, you hear you hear certain things. But because I grew up Christian, a lot of things, um, a lot of things that are not in the Bible are not godly or things like that. So I was really afraid of what was going on. I was like, oh my God, it's a demon in this house. <laughs> this is what I believed. So anyways, um, I went and I went to research more. Then I was curious. I was curious. So I was like, I Google, what does it mean when the light is flickering and, you know, it's all, you know, I was Googling that type of thing. So I'm researching, I'm researching, I'm researching, I'm researching. And... I remember just researching and I remember reading and over to the left of what I was reading out of the blue. I've never seen anything like this, never heard of anything like this. And um, on the side of the, on the website, it said angel number 1122. And I said, and I looked and it grabbed my attention because we named my daughter Angel because of Lanasia. To me, uh, me and my husband had decided we were going to name her Angel because we thought Lanasia was sending us a, was sending us an angel. So, I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not getting into that. No, that's of the devil. I am not about to look into that. This is craziness. So what I'm going to say is probably going to throw you off for a loop, even more of a loop. But hey, it is what it is. I believe what I believe in. I have opened up my mind to believe in things that come full circle with goodness as well. So something in my mind said, what is the last day of Angel Zodiac sign? So I Googled that. And the angel number that I had saw was 1122. And the last day of angel zodiac sign is 1122. So I said, okay, this is not a coincidence. God is probably trying to talk to me. I'm going to go ahead and look to see what this is. Lord, I pray that this is not anything evil, but I'm going to go ahead and take a chance at looking at what 1122 means. And I prayed to God that I wasn't getting it into any type of witchcraft 
or numerology or anything else that didn't have anything to do um that didn't have to do with God. So I looked that number up and eleven twenty two told me my whole makeup. It told me my story from birth until now. I was so amazed and so shocked. That was the night I had my spiritual awakening. I learned so much in such a little bit of time. But I also remember secluding myself in a room for about a month. Especially when my husband was here just to study because it was so much that I had to take on. And I won't go into depth about what it means or anything like that. But I knew God was showing me who I was. Um, it was just my whole makeup of life. And I felt so... I felt good about what I knew, but... I was afraid to share what I knew, especially with my Christian friends, because they wouldn't understand. They would say, hey, you are doing witchcraft. Um, you are not supposed to do that. That's numerology. And then one day I went to a conference. And it was a Christian conference. And I remember walking through the door with my friends. And this was after all the studying and learning the makeup of me and learning who I was and why I was put here and things like that. And what it really was, um, what God really called me here to do. So I remember going to a conference and I can feel people. I feel them all over me. And I remember going to the conference and I was so excited. I was so excited to be at this conference with my girlfriend. Um, and I remember walking through the doors and I just felt at peace walking through these doors. I felt that peace. And I remember walking in the sanctuary. And as I walked in the sanctuary, I felt the urge in my spirit to get on my knees and to pray. Just pray. The conference hadn't started yet, but I told myself, I'm not going to get on my knees and pray. Because people may think that I'm crazy. I probably was just thinking crazy and definitely being disobedient because it's a church. People get on their knees and they pray. So I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So we're in the conference and... I could still feel the urge to pray. And I went on about my business. I remember going out and I was standing there talking to a lady. And we were looking at some of the shirts that was made. And one of the shirts said, like, number 222. And I was telling her how much I love the shirts and I couldn't wait to buy one of those shirts. And not the shirt that said 222 on it. But, you know, it had a shirt on there. Um, It had some wording on the shirt that I wanted. But anyway, so I said... You know, I saw her, I couldn't wait to get one of the shirts, and we were talking about the shirts. 
And she said, yeah, number 222. My sister is a 222. And I'm an 1111. And maybe since Angel got christened, any time God has wanted me, has wanted my attention, he shares the story of Hannah. I still don't know why, but he shares the story of Hannah in the Bible. And the lady began to share the story of Hannah with me, and it hit me in my gut. Oh, I should be listening. And I'm listening now. And she's telling me she's in 11-11, and she's sharing the story of Hannah. And I remember telling her, I said, oh, my God. You just changed everything for me because I have been experiencing God talking to me through numbers but I was afraid to say so in the f- because of what people may think of me and she explained to me no God speaks to us through numbers and we, we continued to talk and if it, my life I, if, it seemed like it changed right there in that moment and I remember going back in the sanctuary and that urge to pray was still there, but I was so excited at this moment about what was going on. The worship was on fire. It would, and still the conference hadn't started. So the conference starts, and I'm sitting on the front row, and I'm doing something, and I moved out of my seat, and and I left my phone in the other seat that I was in that I planned on going back to. And I remember sitting in the seat that I had moved to and I could feel my daughter Angel I could feel her being really sick like really sick I could feel her sickness on me and in the same breath I could feel my husband's anger on me I've always had this ability to feel and majority of the time I could identify whose feelings it is so, there's nothing I want to pray. I'm just going to pray and let it go. So, I gave God maybe 10 seconds of my time. Lord, whatever it is, fix it, you know. But, God was telling me the whole time to get on my knees and pray. And I was being disobedient. So, I gave him this prayer. And I kind of blew it off. And I remember I went back to my seat. My girlfriend said, your phone was going off. And I looked at my phone and my daughter. Uh, one of my other daughters, I have three daughters. She was blowing my phone up. And I remember getting up and running to the back. And sure enough, she says, my angel is sick. Angel has really bad asthma. I have never had a child that has asthma. But angel has really bad asthma. She says, mom, angel is sick. She's not breathing right. I don't know what to do. Now... I'm not close to home at all. I am in another city, but still in the same state. And I'm like, okay, give her her treatment. I'm telling her what to do. Give her her treatment and see how that works. And she says, Ma, she's, you know, she calls me. She's still not breathing right, so forth and so on. So I was like, oh, I felt this. I knew nothing good was going to come out of this. 
However, had I been obedient and did what God told me, I may have not even experienced this. So I'm calling my husband over and over again, and he's not picking up. So I tell my daughter, go next door to the neighbor's house to see if she is there. To see if she can help me to see what we need to do if the baby needs to go to the hospital. And my neighbor says, she needs to go to the hospital. She is very sick. She is not breathing. They got a hold of my husband. This is when I feel his anger. So my my husband was angry because the baby was sick. He was at work. And I was far away. So while I was sitting there, I felt all of this transpiring. I felt her sickness and I felt his anger. Then I knew it was serious. I knew the gifts that God had gave me was serious. So I began to pray, but for me, I felt like it may have been a little bit too late. So I remember driving home. And I remember when I got home, we were maybe about 45 minutes away from the house. When I got home, I remember calling 911 for us to get to the hospital. 911 escorted us to the hospital. And she was really sick. And that's when I found that's that's the night when I decided to not let anyone judge me about what God has given me. To not let anyone judge me about how he speaks to me and how he speaks through me and what he shows me. I decided not to be ashamed of things that God has given me. Even though all of the madness happened that day, God was still showing me who I was. He was showing me that I wasn't crazy, that yes, he does speak to me through numbers. Yes, I am an empath. Yes, I feel. Yes, listen when he speaks. And that is the story of my spiritual awakening. Um, Sometimes I still have a hard time saying how God speaks to me. But I do. I don't lie about it. And I go on about my business. The only thing that I can hope for is that people don't judge me as I don't judge people. I have no opinions about how people live their life and what they do. I thank God for my spiritual awakening. I thank God for allowing me to be able to embrace who I am. And it wasn't really anything hard for me to embrace because as I look back over my life, and I know it's a song out there, but I'm not trying to sing the song, but as I look back over my life, as far as I can remember, as far as I can remember, everything that I have experienced has always showed me 
what it is I was supposed to be doing. I just did not know how to use it. I didn't know where to start. But I've always had an awesome relationship with God. I've always loved God. I've always felt like I had a higher relationship with God. Not like I'm higher than anybody, but it was just something different. Um, I've always felt like I was here to do something different. But I never really wanted to share because I didn't think people would understand. But now that I understand, and now that I know what it is, God has been sending people my way to help me, to guide me. He has been sending people my way. I have been researching, I have been studying, and I have to find this, you know, I have to, well, I have been studying and doing these things on my own. So that is the story of my spiritual awakening and continuing of spiritual awakening. Um, But I'm just so blessed to be here. Has life been crazy since then? Yes. When I change it, when I change my life, no. I am experiencing everything the way it is because it's necessary for me to grow. I have realized that everything that I have experienced, everything that I have experienced, everything that I have experienced is for God's good. Even the hurt, the pain, and the traumatic things. God is using me for His will. And that's all. That is my spiritual awakening. Uh, that is my story about spiritual awakening. I'm sending love and light your way. Uh, I also want to ask you all to follow me on social media. If you can follow me on Soulful on at Facebook at Soulful Healing with Tamika. Um, I am also on Facebook at She Rose W N Y. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram at SheRose, R-O-S-E-W-N-Y. Please share this with your friends. Once again, thank you for listening. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day.